Oh, hello there, internet. I didn't see you. How are yous? Yous alright? This is Ryan the Legs Kelly. Coming to you from my humble abode in swords. The greatest town in Europe. Do-do-do-do-do. Bow. That has a bit of a ring to it, doesn't it? How are yous, anyway, mistress? Episode 3, motherfuckers. We're fucking, we're flying. The ball is well and truly rolling. I don't know why I'm... It sounds like I'm singing a jingle every fucking sentence. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, episode three. Mark Prendergast. Code line. Swords. Up swords. What fucking more do you... What, what, what more could you ask for? Um, us swords, man, like to stick together. We got each other's backs. Do you know what I mean? It's a tough world out there. Um, <laughs> don't know what I'm on about. I went into Workman's. He has a lovely studio upstairs in Workman's. Very kindly invited me in and... Uh, we spoke all things music, festival lineups, fucking not changing your jocks for a few days, you know what I mean? The classic conversation topics that you want to hear. Um, Yeah, also, also a little fucking, you're getting a little something extra this episode, do you know why? Because I got a few messages saying, oh legs, I love the intro music, could you throw it in at the end as well? Well, do you know what? Yes, I can. So fucking... Hold on for that at the end. And like I say, if you're making that bolognese, turn the heat up a little bit. It cooks the mints fucking quicker. Blare this podcast in your ears because it's a fucking good one. You are listening to Legs Get Talking with special guest. Fuck. You're not listening. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I was getting, I'm getting ahead of myself, getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead of myself. You're listening. We try that again, fuck. You're listening to Legs Get Talking with Ryan the Legs Kelly. There we go. And special guest, Mark Prendergast. Enjoy. Let's get talking. This is Legs Get Talking. I'm coming to you from the Workman's Club. Yes. And I'm joined here by the one and only Mark Prendergast. How are you, Legs? How are you, Mark? Good, man. How are you? For all the OG Legsy fans out there, this this is a biggie. You know what I mean? <laughs> the boys from Swords. The boys from... Where were you? Where did you say you're from Swords again? The Valley? River Valley. Scum. Hilltown Park. And Steve as well, singer Codeline. He's yeah. from... River Valley View. I was about to give out the exact address there. <laughs> go on, go on. I'd love that. <laughs> Man. Yeah, River Valley. So people who don't know Swords, it's, ri- it's River Valley versus the Manor, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North versus... Well, it's not really North versus South, is it? It's like, there's a valley that basically goes through Swords. Yeah. And has a river in it. It's your, it's your classic valley, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on one side, and then you're on the other side. Yeah. And we hate each other. We hate each other. We there's do. a reason why I'm sitting... The opposite side of the room too. It's not know? COVID, is it? It's not COVID, no. It's because we're, it's because we're imagining that there's a valley between us. Yeah. And we refuse to cross. It. Yeah, it's it's an an artistic approach. Yeah. We're like going that. for. You have a lovely setup here in Workman's Mark. Uh, describe to lovely folks what what we've got going here. We've you've a fucking view of the city. Yeah, man, it's an absolute you know I mean? dream. Um, it's basically, if there's a couple of kind of rooms above the Workman's Club that they've been. Uh, kind enough to give a few of us so there's like 
I'm in a, a room here with Gavin James. Um, James Vincent McMorrow was upstairs. So like we did a lot of work up there. And um, who else is here? There's like a vintage clothes company, vintage clothing company rather over there. Is that like where you get your clever? Like? I got some of it off them. They're called Dirt, D-U-R-T. And they're, check out their Instagram, man. Okay, they're really, nice. really good. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah, we got a gorgeous view of the of the El Liffey. Um, it looks, it looks, and smells great. It actually smells yeah. good, doesn't it? Yeah, we li- normally light incense. I get all like nerdy and light incense and all that kind of crack. There's a few. Are they are they real trees over there? Like are they? Fake? They are not. They are really fake because we tend to like we tend to not be in here for weeks on end just because we're away doing stuff. So they would die. So everything's fake in here except for the piano. Piano's real. The, the piano, couches, the couches are real as well. The, the couches are real comfy. <laughs> That's what they, they are. This you is a futon. What you're sitting on? A what? Yeah. What the fuck is that? What's a futon? Yeah. Futon is a couch that turns into a bed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that translate in, into English? Futon. There I you think go. it. I think that is it. In oh, English. is it? Yeah. That's not an English <laughs> it word. It does sound pretty futon. like. It sounds pretty Italian or something, doesn't it? Futon, futon. is not an English word. If it is. I'll give you a flavor. Yeah. F-F-U-T-O-N. The same point. I only learned that very recently when I tried to spell it and I didn't know how to spell it. Futon, man, yeah. You have a little YouTube plaque over there. Is that for getting fucking 10 subscribers on YouTube? That's Gav's, actually. Oh, so is it? Yeah, so that, that dig you just threw was at Gav. And oh, yeah, right. 10, 10 subscribers. I'll have to say it was fucking face on the podcast. Like. Mohan Far Gav. He's a, he's a good chap. He's a really good chap, yeah. The two of us share this studio and we kind of come in here we kind of came in during lockdown just because like I don't know like writing songs at home is very very hard sometimes um, so when you kind of come in here and like I mean like it's the view of Liffey and look, look the sun's out today it's have deadly you, have you seen that? it's whopper the only thing is there's a lot of lot of Dublin bus appearing all over every song we record the there is a good yeah five bus stops right outside so yeah and trucks fire engines ambulances they all, they all make appearances on our music which is cool okay that's nice do yeah. they get do they ever come run for royalties like or is it just <laughs> Dublin bus yeah <laughs> <laughs> We've, we're gonna credit them. Up. we're gonna have to credit them yeah 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 come on <laughs> Mark you play uh, you're best known for playing guitar in COVID line I think that's what I'm only known for the greatest surely. band ever to exist like you know what I mean I'm I'm, I'm a, a big fan oh great man thanks very much and I remember I do you remember Lango first introduced me to you at Jay Bowen's wedding or were you too locked to remember? Like? I was probably too locked to remember. Yeah, was yeah, that the yeah. first time we met? That was the first time we met. Wasn't the first time I saw you, though. I think I saw you at a scratch gig. In the underground? Yeah. In Dame, Dame Street? Yeah, man, I've been... Did you did you go to the scratch gig in my house? No, I wasn't invited to that. There was a scratch gig I in wasn't my invited, house. Mike. Oh, were you not? Sorry, man. Um, yeah, we got in a big keg Guinness and the lads just played for all my mates and it was out of this world. That has to happen again. Like. Yeah, I'd love to. What's, what's the address to your gaff like? You're giving out everyone I'll give else. I'll it to you after, so, man. All right, perfect. You're getting, am I on the Christmas card? I don't so. want Dublin bus coming knocking for royalties. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, you're known for playing guitar and code line. How, how, how's that? You've, you've been pretty quiet the last while, haven't you? Very quiet, yeah. Well, basically, like, we started in, well, we started, the band started. We'll just go back to the start. We, man, let's fucking we started go in, way back. I think we kind of started in the Gale Talk. Me and Steve went to the Gale Talk together with a few other lads and just started playing guitar and writing songs in Irish. We were taking other people's songs, doing covers and just changing the lyrics, putting them in Irish. And then we came home and we kind of kept playing. Um, 
and then we kind of started a band and we, we we organized a battle of the bands in our school because there was musicians everywhere basically in the school and we, and we organized these battle of the bands and all of a sudden these bands started popping up everywhere um so the band was called 21 demands and it was myself steve vinnie and another fella um so we started that when we were like 15 16 and then it kind of turned into code line when we were about 22 but five six years later um where'd what was the name? question man i'm kind of just where, rambling here where did that name <laughs> come from where did code line <laughs> come from it came we so our label signed us and we were referred to as the irish guys because we just of could not come up with a name like we couldn't come up with a good name um and i can't remember we had a night out in london and someone just said it i don't even know if it was someone in the band said it and we were like that that doesn't sound that stupid it sounds so like we didn't know how to spell it and um we kind of came home and we told people and when we told people it instantly felt right and it was really nice to kind of come up with what well, we think we came up with a word i think it means certain things here yeah. and there but um it's not stupid like futon it actually <laughs> actually sounds no i didn't come up with that now oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah so just we just come up with the name kind of out of nowhere and it made it really like at the time it made it easy for like twitter and facebook and all that kind of stuff yeah. if you were to look it up online it's very it's like one like if you type in code line we'd come up straight away which is kind of ideal so and what like did you just have something against the name 21 demands or did you just fucking want something different were you getting sued for having 21 demands like no like fontaine remember fontaine's dc got sued because they were like there was a band in america called fontaine called, wasn't uh, yeah they were they were called like fontaine's and then so they were getting sued and they had to throw dc at the end of it so could you not be 21 demands dc like no, see, that was the band name. We were on Eurostar. We were on that, that oh, talent yeah. competition. Eurostar. Yeah, man. We were yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of released a song back then. The song went like number one in the charts. But All right, Mark, relax. No, no, listen, hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me finish the sentence. The song was pure dog shit. <laughs> but it was like we were, well, it wasn't dog shit. It was kind of catchy, whatever. But because we were on primetime TV and everyone, like the people, it's a television program. It's not, people don't go there for music. Yeah. Um, we released it and it was just catchy so like people downloaded it and went number one and stuff like we don't play the song now or we never recorded it properly go on, give, go on no I will go not go on give no. us an acapella no I can't do it without the lads oh, right, we, we right, made a pact fair, never to do it that's fair um, and like the band it, it was kind of like we didn't we, we didn't really we don't like hide the fact that we were on like a reality TV show and we were like 17, 18 it's, it's fine like you come from wherever but five years had passed before we released any music and we had spent years writing the first what was the first album and yeah. we were just like ah, that that name doesn't stick at all we needed a whole new thing we all got new haircuts and all i mean it's not bad mm. it's not bad no it's like it's not as bad as some band names it's not as bad as fucking scratch like oh, i like the scratch do you? yeah i do uh, it's a good band name uh, it means dull doesn't it yeah yeah that's all i like about it we've all been there We've we've all been there, especially during COVID. Like, did you did you sign on and get the old three fifty? Like, the band had to sign on for something. Yeah, we had to we had to like there was a, I actually found out a lot of the bands had to do it because bands don't make huge amount of money from touring. You kind of break even. You kind of spend your money if you make money at this show, you spend that money going to like places like we're not very huge in America. So for us to tour America, it kind of costs money. Yeah. So when everything stopped, we were kind of like, yeah, we needed we, our, the company needed help, but that's all kind of boring stuff but would you get an old tour bus around America or would you stay in hotels and stuff I'm getting out tour bus yeah yeah are you allowed to shit on the bus no 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 pooping on the bus so what happens then you just pull over and 
Just David Abasek. Just <laughs> to do that. <laughs> no, man, you kind of just go in a toilet whenever you have an opportunity. Oh, yeah. It, for some, like, I don't want to talk about this for too long, right? right? But um, none of us have ever done it, but, like, it can destroy your time on the bus. The smell just goes everywhere. Okay, so you just, yeah. you just, you just, I don't know, like, you just don't do it. It's that, it's just a known thing. Just don't. Don't. Shit on the bus. Yeah. Don't have a, don't have an Indian curry. No. At the venue, like. No. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put these on work go on to make sure it's working have a look it's over working. at screen there is it working like it is just it is there's a few it's perfect oh i should have done that shouldn't i you should have oh, yeah. i'm just getting paranoid um, that we're wasting all this gold <laughs> you know i if you listen to a pod the podcasts before this you've known that i have a horrible setup um oh, no. mark describe the setup there Describe oh this I thought you were going to set me up No your setup's gorgeous Don't worry oh, My right. setup on the ground there Well if you notice right We're both disaster. using the same interface The interface is basically yeah. For all you listeners out there It's what the microphone goes into Before it goes into the computer That's fine Yeah You've actually got it's more stuff laptop. going on It looks It looks like you're about to Like launch a spaceship though. Yeah NASA They just call me NASA Not legs NASA. It's very NASA So I have Doc's old laptop That just Basically just using the fucking Hard drive or whatever And then I need my own screen, keyboard, and mouse. I mean, if you hadn't have brought light to it, people wouldn't have known because they can't see it because it's a podcast. You know? I know, but I'm an honest man, Mac. Oh, really? Yeah, I... I appreciate the honesty. I'm I'm transparent. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you went to Bross. I went to the Bross. That's but Bross is Kalash the Column and Bro- Swords. Yeah, Bross is the fucking... All boys school. What did you... I, I think Steve Dunham, did you do any of the fucking plays or musicals with... Loretto because yeah. when I was there that wasn't a thing wasn't it no I did yeah Steve, Steve was the lead obviously he's a fantastic singer always was um, so I was one of the lads in the back and um, can't miss you at the back no <laughs> I was way at the back but yeah like so basically what happened was Kalash the Column all boys school and swords and Loretto convent and all girls school and swords joined forces and did like this musical and what a teacher in our school wrote the musical what teacher was it his name was Paula Roosh Mr. O'Roosh. Oh, I, he wasn't there when I was there, but I know the name already. He was a great, great guy. Yeah. But then one of the years, me and Steve actually sang a song, a 21 The Man song, in the musical, which was a huge moment for us. We were 16, 17, and we were like, oh my God, one of our songs is going in a musical. That's class. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was good. Did you did you have Miss O'Keefe as for a music teacher? I did. Did you? Yeah, shout out to Miss O'Keefe. Oh, She's out there listening. Miss O'Keefe is like... In anything that I've done, like music wise, I give her all the credit. Oh yeah. Like, like she literally made me fucking fall in love with music. Like she gave you your legs. She did. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> when I, because I, I went into first year and I chose music. Not the way the first couple of weeks you can do all the subjects and you fucking pick and choose. Yeah. I literally was like, why don't I? Now at this stage, I didn't play music instrument. I wasn't even listening to music, and I was like, music. That sounds like a bit of crack. Sounds like practical or whatever. And she literally, she just made me fuck fall in love with, with tunes. Like. Yeah. Um, Same here. So shout out Miss O'Keefe. Yeah. Big shout me? out. I have Miss O'Keefe in my notes here because she was getting, she was getting a mention. Absolutely. Um, you've obviously played fucking loads of gigs with Codeline. Mm, good for you. And you done, you done uh, an acoustic tour there recently. We did, a man. Months ago. Yeah. How was that? That was amazing. Because like we've been doing like a fully 
fully electric show where we're kind of standing up and it's kind of high energy for it's kind of what everyone does right but then we wanted to offer something different because basically it's long story short the gigs had to be seated because of covid and we're like if the crowd is sitting down and we're playing standing up it just feels weird so let's let's do it fully seated and acoustic um and it was great because it was just so much more stripped back it was more it felt like more of a sing-along than anything else like you know there wasn't it wasn't as loud well it wasn't as loud on stage it wasn't like electric guitars and drums and stuff so it was just like a stripped back performance we were all sitting across the front just really lovely yeah really really nice it took a whole took all the pressure off like I was much less I, I always get nervous before a show I think I think if you're I'm sure you're the same if you're going to perform in front of people you, you have to be nervous in order to kind of get yourself into the zone let's say Jesus I'm <laughs> rolling my eyes to heaven here Um, but to like to, to perform you have to be kind of there has to be some kind of nerves or like yeah. adrenaline going to your body and those shows it was just way less of that it was just like really chilled out and, and it was just like fun you only get nervous because you fucking care yeah, it's you know exactly. Because I mean? you don't want to goof it. That's worse than that's worse than the zone thing. I just said. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you prefer like uh, like from what you said there? It sounds like you really fucking enjoyed it. Would you compare any acoustic gigs to like the big fucking arena show, stadium gigs? Well, what do you? Uh, Ah, the what big do you prefer? Like, <laughs> the big, big ones? ones, yeah. Yeah. Ah, there's nothing better than looking out and just seeing like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. That's the that's the surreal side of it. But I I I like both. I equally enjoy both, but there is something a bit more special about playing to like a room full of like lots and lots of people. It never gets old. What was what's been like the biggest crowd you've ever been played to? Like, did you ever do any of those big fucking? You know, you done Glastonbury, obviously. Glastonbury was pretty that big. Was big, was it? Yeah, we did the second stage at Glastonbury one year, and that was I, I don't know how many people, forty, fifty thousand people was a lot though. Like people as far as you can see, and like you get the. You get the flags and you get to see the tents in the distance and the sun was setting as we were playing. It was like that to me was the, that was my favourite show for like, a kind of for like, you you rarely stop and pat yourself on the back. You're always looking forward. But that was the one that you kind of reflect on. You're like, Jesus, we actually did that. Because like you'd, growing up, I was obsessed with, I was obsessed with music. So I was watching bands play festivals. I was obsessed with watching bands like do interviews and stuff I used to like I wanted to know everything what the drummer's name was who the producer was and stuff so I, I got to see what backstage was like last before we went there so when I actually went there and we did it all it was sur- the whole thing was surreal Yeah, we've done it three times now and every time we go there it's also but like aside from actually playing that like just being there and walking around is is, is mental it's, it's pretty de- it's pr- deadly yeah I can only imagine especially Glastonbury that's the fucking it's the one yeah that is mm. the one Like absolutely um, I want to know, like, in the fucking in the early days. Um, obviously you would have fucking played a lot of gigs with the band, but is is there one gig where you just kind of all just came together afterwards and you were like, "Hang on, like, what was the one where like maybe like the first gig where like people were singing along to the tunes yeah. and you actually turned to each other and you actually went, "Hang on, I think we're actually fucking onto something here." Like, it was the Sugar Club, um in 2012 I remember it like vividly because we had done we'd released our first EP which had all I want on it and that kind of instantly started to get people kind of interested in the band yeah. and we did a few little a few small kind of festivals around the country and then we put tickets on sale for our own headline show and they'd sold out and it was Sugar Club and people knew a, a couple of the songs but then at the end of the set we played all I want and it was like the room were screaming the whole thing and we were like 
what the fuck? We were like looking at each other and we came off stage and that was like, I still, like, I'm getting like chills and even thinking about it now because that was the first time, we've done like massive shows where people have sang our songs and it's great, but the yeah. first time, the first time you hear that, that crowd singing word for word and they're singing it, they can see you losing your mind and like it's like, it's like this real communal like holy shit moment yeah. and that was the gig. I don't know if that's the same for the lads, but I think the lads kind of mentioned that, that that's kind of the one. Yeah, because there is, like there's loads of videos now on fucking YouTube mm. and uh, maybe uh, is it uh, is it in All I Want or do you play all, all can you remember you play All Come Down at that gig All Comes Down and I remember just like there is actually a fucking your face in one of the vids like, and you literally turn to the lads and you're like holy shit yeah. anyways yeah, man. I'll stop fucking uh, fangirling here now. go for it man I'm putting um, it up there is I had a look just out of curiosity today on fucking Spotify Spotify, hi. You're a good friend. Mm. And over the top five songs, right? Top five code lines. Did you songs, get out your calculator? I I did, <laughs> and it, it exploded. My <laughs> <laughs> cal- calculator just walked straight out the door and said, "You can fuck off." Like, there's over a billion streams, like, mm. yeah, across man. the top five tunes, and like a quarter of a billion are, is fucking all I want or whatever. Yeah. Did you you have to have seen some fucking big moolah coins coming into the bank account from that like well the thing with Spotify like we signed our record are you rich Mark that's what I'm asking you I I don't consider myself (laughs) rich no (laughs) look I'm definitely better off than I would have ever been if I had like if I hadn't done code line for sure um but I mean Spotify we we make very little from Spotify because we signed a record deal before Spotify was a thing okay and in it was like so whatever way you can make a lot of money from Spotify if if you're an artist who's not signed to a record label and you own your own stuff and you get a couple of million plays you're making a lot of money you're in the money but ours like the majority the like the big big majority of ours goes to uh, a record label who signed a deal but that's like it's the same with most artists you know do you own like a good chunk of the tunes like no 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 it's all it's all owned by kind of record labels and stuff uh, we, we own enough that we can make a living but yeah I mean, it's it's just the age-old story. I, th- I think it's changed a lot now. The, the great thing now about artists is, like, if an artist gets big on TikTok or whatever, they're doing it themselves, and then they put a song on Spotify, then a record label will go to them, and they have the power. Whereas we, it was back when, like, it's it seems like forever ago, but it was, like, 10 years ago now that, like, people, like, we would, bu- like, make a CD. You'd make a CD, and you'd make artwork. We still do artwork, but, like, the booklet of the CD was so important, and we spent months and months and months on it. We still do, even though, like, no one really buys them, because it's, like, to us, an album isn't complete until you pick it up and you hold it in your hand. Do you have uh, the lyrics in the in the little book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the best thing. Like, like picking out, like, even down to what side of the page the lyrics goes on and what yeah. photo you use. Like, cause it, like, the whole thing is, like, you're basically making, like, a... It's not just a cover, it's, like, a outfit for your album basically yeah. kind of thing you're dressing it like you're dressing her up I mean, like you she's going out night out and you say what kind of boots is she going to wear you have to put a good pair of jeans on her like. exactly yeah are we uh, still recording on that screen even though there's a little let me just double check wallpaper it's sleeping we're still good are we yeah we're still, we're still yeah my laptop goofed it, so we're using mark's fancy uh gav's setup. fancy oh mark. it's gav it's gav's fancy setup gav and james yeah, fancy just, setup here. Borrowing it. thanks gav. um so yeah have like a billion stream like can you like fucking does that make sense in your head or is it all oh, just do you kind of just think about it for a second then forget about it like like you rarely kind of like I've, I rarely sit around and like look at numbers and stuff but whenever 
the odd time you will look at it and like used to be kind of afraid of it i used to just feel like imposter syndrome and i just used to think i'd be like to be like an arrogance around me if i kind of thought oh that's kind of cool but like you kind of have to be grateful for things in your life that have gone really well you know what i mean so like for me it's just like wow it's a wow like holy shit kind of thing and still when i hear a song on the radio or a song in an ad it always gets me it's always like that's cool you know and that's that's kind of the feeling And, and you do you feel you feel feel good after like that kind of stuff you know like have you ever googled yourself like like me google yeah. mark prendergast yeah. um <laughs> no <laughs> no like my sister has sent me different things and i'm just like oh, it's just so it's just so weird yeah yeah you were uh, cold line are massive in like asia and stuff and just mm, yeah is that like that's weird now. Yeah, is that like a completely different kind of experience so, anything you've ever... Completely. That's yeah. my favourite. That's my favourite place to go because you do like... Like I walk... Or like I, I don't get recognised anywhere. People don't really come up to me and be like... Oh, Not even in, in Ireland? Like. No, very oh, very rarely. I get recognised all the time. Do no, you? I, I, I recognised you when I saw you earlier on. I'm only getting used to now, man, you know, you know, but... Takes a bit of getting used to, doesn't it? It does. It's like it, like now. I must say, when we released our first album, people would recognise a bit more in the street. Now pe- people still recognise Steve all the time because he's yeah. a singer. But I don't really get it here, and it's nice. But like when we go to Asia, like you you land in the airport, and there's like a hundred kids there, and they bring you they bring you like bouquets of flowers, and they they do these amazing paintings of you, what? and they give you sweets that that like custom made sweets with your name, and they'll have tattoos of lyrics, and they'll they'll make bo- like it is insane how much effort goes into what they do. And that's in every single country we land in. So like, we do like a month long tour, and we go to like Indonesia or Singapore, and it is, you don't feel like yourself when you're there. You do feel like, what is going on? It's like, Bono, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but there is people at the airport giving you shit, and it's your face, and they're losing your, they're, they're losing their mind because they're meeting you because you're, you're from the other side of the world, and you're also jet lagged to fuck getting off a plane wearing tracksuit bottoms. You don't look your best, and, and they're expecting you to come in looking like you'd look on stage, and you're just like. Oh God! <laughs> I have to switch on here. Yeah. Um. But no, that like it is. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy going That's over there. In, yeah. The thoughts of that is just. It's fun. Mind boggling. You have to go into a different frame of mind when you're going over to play shows because they do. They treat you very differently as well. They they treat you like royalty. And although it's a, like it's very very much uncomfortable, you kind of just embrace it and you're like, oh, it's just kind of like you know, put you in nice hotels and all that kind of stuff because, man, like. When I live at home, it's really normal. Like it's always normal. Ninety-nine point nine percent of my life is completely normal. And the odd time these things happen, you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah. And it's just nice. You have to. It's just funny and kind of cool. So what is the crack with COVID line these days? Because you haven't really released a tune. You, you released the album twenty twenty, but like, yeah. What is the future plans? Are? So there is we. Oh, there's something we're about to announce very soon. So there is stuff coming. Give us very an soon. Man. I can't. Give me a fucking. Ex- I'll give on. you a bleeding. We'll give you one M. <laughs> give us a clue. Can you give me something? Like, is it a single or an album? Or it's an album, yeah. But it's an album. It's not new. It's kind of like a dubstep remix. The dubstep album. remix of the first album. No, so basically we... So from 2012 until 2020, we never took a break. We, we're, we, we, we kind of believed that we had to release music every kind of two years because record label would put us under pressure and be like right second album's done you need to go make the third album like you come off a tour it's the same look I'm not, I'm not standing up here and being like poor me it's the same with uh, any artist yeah, yeah. but we, we we were busy from 2012 to 2019 and then when lockdown hit and we released an album during lockdown it was so 
sad like to like because we didn't get to do any gigs didn't get to do any promotion we released it and we were all just sitting in our houses and we were doing so much interviews over zoom and then we didn't get to tour the album which was the biggest killer and we still haven't so we haven't toured that fourth album yet so we haven't played any songs live we don't know what songs people like we don't know how it works in a set so like we were like we're really not ready to make another album here and because we just thought for years that you have to do this and have to do that we look at our look at our favorite other bands and like they'll like obviously every band in the last few years has been massive gaps but like we were just like let's give ourselves a bit more time let's make an album when the songs are written and there's a lot of songs we've load of ideas um but we're not planning to even go into the studio until like next year um so there is there is things happening very soon and there will be new music of course but um new album we're just we're not like putting ourselves under any pressure at so all. is the new album just gonna be like a greatest hits album kind of thing no no new album will be all new music like the oh next right. album will yeah yeah so i was thinking there you said what 2012 or something i was like oh 10 year anniversary album or a great is it well no 20 you gave me a little a little eyebrow raise there yeah, everyone's, people aren't supposed, aren't supposed to see that no tw- <laughs> like, it was 2013 when we released the first album oh, right. so it'll be 10 years next year so there, we're talking about it but there's nothing said so okay i'll stop talking now yeah please do <laughs> um on the last two podcasts and i gotta make it a regular thing because people fucking love it i'm gonna ask you straight out do you I'm like a, me I never <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you think of me here today really good what was the longest time you've gone without changing your your jocks like i had to ask you wow now three days is the average so far three days there's a fucking double (laughs) horn there if you heard that is it longer than that no it's definitely longer than that like three like i'd say two days max man yeah showing off now like you've definitely gone three maybe at a festival but man like I have to think about it, which means it didn't happen. No, like to be honest, I change them every day now. Sometimes twice a day. Twice a day. Well, if I'm exercising or playing football okay, or yeah, I'm sweating yeah. or playing music, or whatever, then I'll do twice a day. But no, I've okay. never done three. I don't think. Do you have like a boxer fucking sponsorship or something? No, I don't. You're, you're just you're going through the Calvin Klein's like there's no tomorrow. Like, uh, do you know what? Actually, we 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 we. we we did do a lot of stuff with G-Star and they did give us a lot of boxers and that was great because they're just... Give us a few of them, I, I think they're all gone. G-Star raw, fucking... Yeah, I love their stuff. Nice, man. nice clobber there. Real good clobber. Um, that's, so three, three two, days. Two, two days. Two, right, two days, definitely. Sake, yeah. Two, right, you're going top of the leader. coming up with those three days. Top of the leader, boss. Now, bottom of the leader, boss, actually, yeah, do you know yeah, what? Yeah. That's fucking brutal. Excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> I also am going to ask everyone for like their dream festival lineup, right? Okay. So I need like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I need a headliner, and one or two bands that kind of open up the show. Where is the festival? Is it in Ireland? Anywhere you want. It can be here in Workman's. It can be on a boat in the Liffey. It can be on Dublin bus wherever you want. Jesus, top of my head. Like, are the bands all alive? I mean, dead or alive. Yeah. Like, oh, dead or alive. Yeah. Okay. Dead or alive. <laughs> I don't think Bon Jovi would be there. No. Um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm gonna keep it alive because if it's dead, I'm just it's, it's a whole can of worms. Right. I want it to be then. somewhat realistic okay. if I'm organising my own festival. Right. I think on the, I think the second night is kind of the big night. I think the second night I'd have LCD sound system as the headliner. Very um, nice. I solid th- choice. Solid choice. I'd have like, um, Radiohead headline the first night. No, Radiohead headline the Sunday night. Close it out. Close it out with maybe Cranbin and James Blake. Cranbin? Yeah, do you know Cranbin? No. 
oh, they're like they're about eighty percent kind of like uh, instrumental music, but it's really good. It kind of sounds like Western kind of music, but they're did, huge. They're dead. Did you see James Blake at EP twenty nineteen in a tent? Yes, great. I was at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. That was fucking daily. Um, so yeah, Radiohead, James Blake, and Cranbin on Sunday. LC Sound System and the Strokes, and David Byrne Saturday. I'll go full New York lineup on Saturday. Friday. Throw a fucking Irish man. I was just there, thinking right? that. Yeah, I'll throw Fontaines in on the Friday. I'll have right. the Fontaines open the festival. And you need, you need a fucking, you need it. Oh female. God, you have no females. You need a female. Oh Jesus! I'll go Phoebe Bridgers then. Oh nice. And. Rosalia. Leah. Rosalia. 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 I know that name. Yeah, she's a Spanish singer. She's amazing. What kind of stuff Pretty is she? Pretty eclectic. Uh, kind of, what's it called? It's kind of pop, but it's in Spanish. What's the word? I can't think of the fucking word to describe her music. Pop Spanish. Pop, let's go pop Spanish. Spanish God, pop. I can't even, yeah, listen <laughs> to me. Yeah, thanks. So, maybe I'll do an all-female lineup on the Friday. I'll move Fontaine's to Saturday. Really? And I'll put in... Who's the headliner? Kylie Minogue. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Phoebe Bridgers. Um, no, Danny Rosalie, Minogue. Yeah. The shit sister. No. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Minogue. Headline no, in I, EP. I'm going to go Kylie. I'm going to go Kylie. Lose my mind on the Friday. Yeah. And where? where's there the taking place? Like? Where? Is it Strad Valley? Like? It's in Swords Castle. Yeah. That's where it is. My dream is to have yeah. a fucking a big bleeding festival Kylie in Swords Minogue Castle. in Swords Castle. Could you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Uh, she she'd look for oh, some wedge loads, though, there's loads of, if like I'd also add in Claro on the Friday. Do you know her? No. She's great. Um Wet Leg, new band. They're good. Wet Leg. Wet Leg, yeah, they're really good. Okay. I've never heard yeah, of Wet Leg Are they Irish? Friday they're no. not Irish now, they're from UK somewhere. Wet Leg. Fair mm-hmm. play. That sounds like a solid a solid lineup. They're great, yeah. Um I I I went on my Instagram today and I was like what did you see? No, I didn't see anything, but I, I was asking people like if they have any questions they want to ask you. Like, and no one asked any no, questions. No, because I tagged the wrong Mark Brent because you got hacked. Tell yeah, yeah, people yeah. that you got hacked. I got hacked, lads and ladies. I got hacked in the middle of lockdown <laughs> and my Instagram got taken for about eight months and they were posting otherworldly stuff from all around the world. And some, oh, I never told you this bit. <laughs> A dude, I ended up actually getting in touch with the guy who had my Instagram because I logged in I made that new Instagram which yeah. is Mark Codeline 21 21 yeah. references 21 to oh nice uh, and I there. followed myself on Instagram and then DM'd myself and asked whoever the fuck this person was like hey man um, I'm actually me so any chance I can just go ahead and get my Instagram back please and he was like yes one second hang on he goes I'm just gonna value it and he valued my Instagram and I was like what the fuck does that mean value it and because it has a blue tick on it, it's a verified oh, right, account. Yeah. He tried to charge me like, I think it was fifteen hundred quid to buy back my Instagram. And I was like, first of all, I don't care about Instagram that much. Second of all, like he he told me he had bought it off someone, so people were selling my Instagram. Like there's some, I don't fucking know, but I have it now. Black like, market God. shit. Like so I worked for, like I was telling you, I worked for months to get it back, got it back, and now I don't even use it. You don't even use it. Now. I don't really. I, I'm all that effort for nothing. I get anxiety posting stuff, especially if I'm trying to be funny. I'm kind of like, oh, what if this isn't funny? But I told you earlier on, your stuff's not bad. Like. I, I'll, I'll take not bad. And I, you know what, cap- I'll post it's more. all about the captions. It is captions, isn't it? It's all, all about the captions. I need to work on. I need to work on posting because, like, the thing is, I, I'm one of. The, I'm like, it's the equivalent of just looking out your window at stuff and not getting involved. You know what I mean? Because I like when people post stuff online because it is nice to kind of see. Anyway, less about Instagram. Jesus. 
fuck Instagram. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Instagram for a second. Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> there was a few heads asking questions. And uh, a girl called Self Love Dub wants to know, do you, uh, do you keep your ketchup in the fridge or in the press? Funny you asked this question because we hadn't, I wouldn't say an argument in the house, we had a debate in the house. Personally, I don't care. Right, I'm happy. Oh, I don't care about any sauce except barbecue sauce. Do you? Is that the barbecue exception? sauce? Is the fucking the one for That's me? That's your one. And where do you where do you put it? On me burger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put it in the press, like you know. <laughs> you know. Um, you don't put it in the fridge. Like. I like I, I I put it in the press, but like it's, my housemate hates when it's not in the fridge. So I, whenever it's in the fridge, I take it out of the fridge just to piss him off. I'm like, ha. Do you know what so actually? Like, with the scratch lads, they insist on putting the chocolate in the fridge. Um, I'm with them. What? Yeah, sometimes even in the freezer, man. Weirdos. Now, I, it has to be has to be nearly warm for me to eat. Do you ever chuck Tang Fastics in the freezer? No. Oh, oh yeah? Oh. Groundbreaking? Yeah, well, no, it's, yeah. It's just, they're just colder. <laughs> what about the freezer, like? Pop it in the freezer, Turn yeah. them into little... Ice pops. They're kind of. They're not ice pops. They they kind of melt pretty quick. You take them out of the freezer, whatever the fuck they're made of. But the chocolate in the freezer as well is also a shit. But no, I don't put chocolate in the press. Chocolate in the fridge. And chocolate. like, so what happens if you buy bar chocolate in the shop? Do you have like leg at home and fucking throw it in the fridge? No, no, no. Like, I'm you not, eat like, straight away. Like. I'd normally eat straight away. So you're not that picky. No, but like, if there is, I've never really thought about. It. I normally eat the chocolate when I buy it. It's the whole point of buying it. Except when I don't eat it straight away. Really? Cool. <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, Glenn, Glenn Bollard, the fantastic, talented photographer, wants to know, how did it feel to be the first uh, famous person in Ireland to get COVID? Because that that was a thing. I remember seeing that online and I was like, yeah. oh, Jesus. Um, did you see that? There was like fucking news reports and shit. I did, yeah. I mean, I was I was even interviewed on the radio and I, like it was weird because they were asking me like, so what's it like and stuff? And I had to kind of explain my symptoms on the radio and <laughs> they were they were freaking out. Like, oh my God, you actually have it and stuff. Like, I didn't believe, like I didn't think I had it at all. I thought it was just a flu, but like I had all the symptoms and stuff. But it felt pretty good, man. It was on like, my sister was sent, my sister sent me like Sky News reports. Sky in the News. UK, yeah, Sky News. Jesus. I'm like, people in England don't even know who I am. Like, yeah. they just don't. But just because it's a person who's like in a band, they just kind of jumped on it. But like, and that's the only time I think I've ever been on the news for having COVID. Sky News, that was a fucking biggie. Like, it's a biggie, man. Yeah. That's a uh, my proudest it, moment, man. That's 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 more important to me than the billion streams. <laughs> billion, a billion fucking streams, like. Yeah, so I, I didn't mean to hark it back stupid. to that. But um, yeah. COVID, man. Like I have what I want to play now is like obviously Cold Line, big fucking band. Like what is the most extra extravagant thing you've ever been bought? Like with a with a few a few cashish like like do you did you ever buy something stupid? And yeah. Like, do you know what I should have never have bought that? Like I was on a dole for like four years, and then like when I. I bought a house that was pretty stupid I couldn't afford it at the time but I bought a house and that's where I live which is great but I did go through a stage of buying going on an adverts and buying like plastic animals for the garden and just putting them around the garden so I made to come over to just see them in the bushes and all and I bought this elephant thing it's like maybe three or four foot high 
It wasn't that expensive, like, but still, I wouldn't like. It's just in the garden. That's the stupidest thing I bought. That's true. But it's still in the garden, and it's so funny because like, it's happened a few times where a taxi driver came and picked me up. And he's like, "Jesus, great garden! You must have a few kids, do you?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "No, man, this is my this is my garden. That's my elephant." Your gas on stores, is it? It's Saint Margaret's. Oh, the old back roads. Yeah, so I'm pretty. I'm is it out there by Noxdam, like that direction it's or the other way? Yeah, no, it's out there. It's out there, that yeah, a little bit further out. Yeah. Are you going to give us the address? No. You were saying you shared this gaff with, uh, or not this gaff, this room with Gavin James. and Yes. James, Vince McMorris, upstairs, whatever. Yes. What, uh, are you a fan of any Irish musics at the moment? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking all what, of it, what, what, what are you digging? Like? Really, really into Fontaine's. Um, I think they're fucking class. Love everything about them. I love the Scratch, not just because you're here. Scratch, I think, are the best live Irish band, in my opinion. Um, we had Wyvern Lingo out with us on tour. Lovely. They were very, very, they're amazing. Harmonies, like. Yeah, it was nuts. It was great, because, like, so nice to hear them from backstage. Just, like, you hear this, like, hearing them warm up, you hear this, like, angelic sound coming from down the corridor. Um, so that was great. But, man, we, we so much, like, who else is there? Not they're gone blank. Oh, yeah, Loose. Do you know Loose? Oh yeah, Luke Corrigan. Luke Corrigan, yeah. Man. She opened Fred Sheeran last night Seen in, in yeah. Wheelands. And my housemate was doing the lights. Oh. Yeah. Well nice. he does lights, so he wasn't just chosen to did do you, lights. Did you get a little fucking little G list? Were you were you there at the gig like? I wasn't there, no. No. Uh, no. And I'm I'm not able to go to Crow Park this weekend because I've a stag in Ooh. Carrick on Shannon. Nice. Yeah. Whose stag is it? It's my friend Craig who's obsessed with putting the ketchup in the fridge. Weirdo. No idea. I I don't really like seconds. Second guess going to that. Yeah. Just just purely I'm, based on that fact. I'm the best man though. Oh, so are you? I might reconsider oh, really? going. Yeah. Think about it. I'll think about think it. John, I'm gonna take your voice. Yeah, do. I'll be like Craig, listen, I'm not gonna go to the stag. And you know what? I'm not really arsed going to the wedding either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just bring back the suit, like <laughs> buy another fucking elephant for the garden. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. exactly. Uh I actually seen there re- recently I seen there today that uh you're playing on the new James Vince McMorrow album. Mm-hmm. That was in his little Instagram post. Yeah, so basically last when we when we first moved in here, me and him for a month because we write quite a lot together, written a good few songs. Um, I mean, Gav have written songs in here for his stuff as well, and they've written songs for other stuff as well. But me and McMorrow came in for a month, and we just set up a lot of instruments around the room. We we're like, let's just let's just jam for a whole month. Let's just come in and not focus on writing lyrics or writing songs. Let's just come in and didn't really talk just like played music every day for a couple of hours every day and from that month we got so much music that we now go back to and we turn into a song it was great it kind of took all the pressure off because like not that there's pressure in writing lyrics a lot of times lyrics just come straight away and they're they're just there and it's great but sometimes it's it's the most difficult thing to nail so when you're just coming in here every day to just write tunes and play the piano or play whatever it's just really freeing you don't yeah. have to use your brain whatsoever so we did that for a whole month and He's got releasing a double album. There's a song on the first one I did, and then a song on the second one as well. Two albums. That must be. Mm. Well, I did. Well, that I, must I, took a fucking lot. Like. I have a song on his other album as well. He oh, he's he's, a, he's very very prolific and very quick, and he writes and produces stuff himself. So he's just like a wizard. You going to his gig tonight? You were telling me. I'm going to his gig. Yeah. I've seen a few seen a few vids there from last night. It looked. It looked great. Whopper. I've seen loads of videos. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of his. Like I was a fan of his before I became a mate. We met at an All Twins show in Olympia and just chatted and then ended up writing songs together. It was nice. Yeah. It was actually surreal the first time I wrote with him because I heard him singing and I was like, holy shit. 
He seems like super, super sound chap. And his band are full of like. They're the best. The fucking. They're the beans, the man. The Irish fucking gods, like. Yeah. They are whopper. Yeah. So you're in. You're in for a bleeding tree. Thanks, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, this has been fucking great. I've enjoyed this. This has been a uh, good fun. Like. Thanks for having me. And I like I mean, like I said, it's all fucking downhill from here. Like. I know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might even go to the gig. I'm gonna cancel that wedding. Cancel the wedding. I'm gonna take down the band off Spotify. Be like, lads, <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's gas because I meant like it's downhill from here like podcast was oh podcast be, yeah. was this is, still, the, this is right the first though. podcast I've done is it? yeah Vinny our drummer has a podcast and I said to him like loads of times oh. it's when, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like it's good it's funny man like, I was like when are you going to invite me to the podcast he's like oh yeah 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 he just won't You're just, so fuck you Vinny is he, is he still doing podcasts like uh, I think they might be on a little fucking hiatus they could be on a little hiatus yeah he's, he's on holidays Rob McGuire's on that podcast he isn't is Rob McGuire more swords lads the fucking up swords up swords you know, what's, your, what's your favourite thing about swords like? River Valley <laughs> <laughs> not the castle do you know man we, we nearly played like two or three nights in the castle we nearly oh, man. put a stage in there I'd be front row and we were going to film a whole thing weeks. we were going to light up the whole main street and we couldn't do it because it's a castle, right? So you know the entrance that's on Main Street? Yeah. It's too small. So you can fit four and a half thousand people in there. But with the fire exit, you can fit like 1,500. So we, we would have like lost our whole well, What about the two side entrances? No. What do you mean no? No, I'm not saying no. <laughs> uh, it just it wasn't feasible and it broke our heart because there was a point that it almost was. And we're like, we're going to play in swords to like the people of swords. It was going to be great. And then after that, we are like, they were going to let us play on Swords Main Street and like put a big stage up and close off the street and then the council were like, look, we can't do any of this stuff. Just go play in the venue in town, will you? And we are like, ugh. So then you fucked off out to Malloyd Castle and played a gig up there. Like. Yeah, I know. And Scratch, Scratch opened up. Scratch opened for us, yeah. And I was there. We're playing Malahide Castle this year. I should probably post. I should probably plug that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's So the, that originally was Olympi- eight Olympias. We sold out eight nights in Olympia. Oh, shit, yeah. And then... Sorry, I'm, I'm eight nights excuse I know, yeah. me it's like I just put that in there um, but we didn't get to play them because you know the whole the thing the dark black the cloud thing. came yeah. um, and then we moved we couldn't get eight Olympias in a row again because it's the most hard it's like the busiest venue in the fucking country so someone MCD was like oh let's just bundle them up into a Malachite castle and we're like yeah it's kind of annoying because it would have been like a a moment to go in every night and play because I love that venue Definitely, like I'm yeah. going there now soon I can't wait but the so that Malahide Castle show it's like the scratch gigs man it's, it's like it's been on sale for three years you know and when is that this summer this summer yeah. I'll be there like <laughs> will you yeah what date what date is it you don't know I don't know I'll be there like I'll try on the camera it's, it's, it's between June and July well I'll be getting fucking legsy VIP access like I want yeah I want you can of course drinks on the house like yeah get your own little area and stuff yeah, get you. you I get you. I get you like a cra- like a throne to sit on backstage. Yeah. And Red you know, carpet. Do you know what I'm fucking doing? The right? only you can walk on. Do you know what I'm doing? And we're it's on fucking record here now. Look, mm. I'm getting the four cold line boys, and we're we're recording an episode of the podcast there. Look, after the sound check, before you have your drinks and you enjoy yourself. I doubt that'll happen. What? No, nah, man. I'm uh, sorry. Sorry. I, I Seriously, could, I could have just lied. And In said, my yeah. head, there, it, I I thought I had you over the line, but obviously not. Nah, not on a big show day. Big show day, man. We go full prima donna. That's bullshit. We don't man. do that. What? You'll have fucking lunch in the castle or something? Yeah. 
Fucking no, in like a in a, in a porter cabin. You and what will you have? Fucking chicken fillet roll. <laughs> Michael D. Higgins or something. No, no man, it's like it's it's just sitting in a porter cabin eating like pre-made sandwiches and then playing the show. But we won't be doing any promotional duties. So not even like for you, talking, like not even for me. Especially not for you. Well, do you know what? <laughs> I'll take me fucking throwing me red carpet. <laughs> I won't. I won't say that. Say no to that. Anyways, like, yeah. but uh. I look. I, I I didn't even know that was happening. Mm. Is that is that advertised? I think they slowed down the advertising um, for those shows, but it's almost sold out. Selling really well, so that's probably why they slowed it down. Fair play. Thank you. Very excited. I I really hope to see us in, in on the grounds of Swords Castle one day. Oh, I know, right? With a legs stand up set opening up the show, like okay, that I can guarantee. That cause, would sell because the, the gigs never happen. So yeah, definitely. That, <laughs> that would sell the tickets alone. Like. Yeah. Um, you have a fucking you have a gig to bleed and get there. I have pints to drink as you well. You have pints to drink. It's four twenty, Mark. Yeah. Or you got I don't condone uh, you don't, marijuana use. You don't condone smoking. Mm-mm. The 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 greenery. Ah, sure. Look, we'll see. It's four twenty sure, after sure. all. Yeah, lays it up, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This has been this has been great. Thanks so much for uh, welcoming me into your uh, lovely setup here. No, thanks for coming. I like the chat. Appreciate it. And. Uh, Enjoy the gig. I will. And I'll uh, I'll chat to you soon, Mark. And I'll tag you in the fucking the Instagram. And I'll, I'll you your Instagram's back now. You're back, back in back, back in business. biz. Yeah. Jinx. I've jinxed. No, so I, can't, like, yeah, I yeah. can't talk in the podcast anymore. Yeah, shut up. I'm, I'm closing over here now. Okay. Um, but yeah, thanks, Mark. Anyway, yeah, you can follow Mark on social media. Is I'm it just I'm Mark? Nod my head. Mark Codeline. Mark Codeline. Yeah. You're on Jinx now because my friends call me. Mark <laughs> and you can you can follow me on Instagram. Um, what's my Ryan Kelly I R E? Mm, yeah, I'm I'm universe. I do it all, Mark. You do it all. You do your own promotion. Podcast music. No, I, no. I mean, I do podcast music, dancing. So I R E is just kind of It's just. I I did have a little solo thing that. It was like fucking, you know, the solo name. But now I'm just Ryan Kelly Ireland because. I'm fucking worldwide like I mean I do it all love it <laughs> <laughs> right Mark fucking press stuff on that there will you right love you